Hey everyone, Clay here from Cinematic Suffering. Welcome to part two of our Bits and Chunks segment with our buddy, notable horror expert, Tony Salvaggio. We left off talking about fictional horror versus the real stuff. Good talk. Let's get back into it. You know, I have a friend who experienced some trauma and I saw, um, uh, what's Ari Aster's first movie? Uh, before the one before Midsummer. Oh, um, Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I watched that and I told it like, he's into horror movies. And I was like, dude, hereditary is not your movie. Like, yeah, like I know. Like I lie. told him like, cause I knew, I knew what he had been through. And there was a part in that movie where I, I literally told him like, this is a well done movie. Um, but don't, I, I'm telling you for your psyche, this is not for you. Right. And I kind of let him, he can decide he's also an adult. Right. But, you know, that's that's the kind of things I think I think about. And I'm not expecting somebody who's younger who hasn't. And also sometimes for a lot of people, in the same way that we listen to metal as catharsis, there is a, you know, you choose your own adventure. So for some right. people, like working through their their stuff means an extreme horror movie because guess what? I'm working through my stuff. Right, right. So, or it's and just... I think and it provides that catharsis. Like it does. Man, it's, when it's... I saw when I saw Trick or Treat. In in eighty eight or whatever, eighty seven. Like I was like, yes, I'm being picked on the metal, but I don't, I don't want to sick, uh, you know, Sammy Kerr on people. <laughs> but boy, did it feel, but boy, did it feel like they understand me or like being they an outsider, like Lost Boys, you know, stuff like that. Where you, yeah. You, but that you know, horror provides that mirror for us to work through our stuff a lot of times. Absolutely. So I'm not yeah. gonna. I it's hard for me to also judge like if you are working through your stuff through horror. I don't want to tell you what to to what's no, off limits or what is, and and that's always kind of how I. But it it's I love that that we have this genre that allows that has so many voices. Uh, yeah, definitely. And again, the film festival thing, like that's the other thing is seeing world cinema or world horror, like horror from all over the world. Oh, or genre I, I, cinema. I, I, yeah, I love and I think that's horror. fantastic. Like, yeah, me too. Because you're seeing what people the culture, yeah, the other cultures. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, for example, uh, I met, um, you know, we're not hangout friends, but uh, have you seen Baskin? I think I have. What? Well, tell me what the uh, plot is, real quick, and I'll. Uh, it's uh, kind of a, a group of friends get go to a, a house, and bad things start to happen. No, um, maybe not. It's kind of I, the, the really basic plot. But I met the right, director right. of that. You know, he's from Turkey, and you know, talked to him, and I had got to ask questions like, well, "What's?" you know, what's this mean to you? What's this? But it was also this commonality because I was like, hey, so this group of friends is like, yeah, you know, there's bits of my friends that are in those characters. Right, those are my I buddies. I based them off That's... my friends group. Right, um, right. There's this really, in, you know, this guy with this really iconic face. I was like, where'd you find that guy, man? Like, <laughs> and he was like, look, he was like, I think he, I think, don't hold me to this, but if I remember correctly, he was like a parking attendant or somewhere somebody he he found like where he's like this guy looks like this is an i whoa this guy's not doesn't have like a normal face but would yeah. he be interested in being this this film and really like playing to that because that's also the other way like you, you could talk to somebody and it would seem really inconsiderate like hey you know you're a weirdo <laughs> come be in my movie like you don't want to oh, be well, that but also I mean, like his like 
hey, would you like to star in a movie and really kind of like take over, you know, really put your persona out there was kind of how he approached it. Yeah. yeah well, and, uh, the, the the actor from the uh, second uh, Human Centipede movie jumps to mind. That dude has got like just one of the most recognizable faces that you're ever going to see. You know, the, you know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that dude. I'm trying to see his, what his name is here. Um, uh, Lawrence R. Harvey Martin. Or is that no? Mm -hmm. That's his character is Martin. His name is Lawrence R. Harvey. That guy, <laughs> you know, is just well. And and who is the actor in uh, The Hills Have Eyes? But you you know who I'm talking. Oh about, man, I always he's so iconic, and I'm so bad with names, which is also yeah. what what I hate about me being not as scholarly. Like I'm never the super cinema guy. It was like, oh well, you know that that guy was the uh, the second DP on. You know, such and such. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, I did not know that Michael Berryman, and he's he's great. Uh, I, I, yeah, Michael, uh, he's and he's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's super. He's super fan. Like just and iconic. And he used, you know, he, he did take that and kind of use it. He was been in so yeah. many iconic roles. Like when we were growing up through that, uh, he's been on so many iconic roles, just based on. You know, right it's like i know hey, what i know what i look like i know and, and he, he used it it's you know i mean which is which kind of brings up a whole other kind of ethical thing but i mean the the, the you know, like but the thing is horror fans love the dude he was kind of like felt I, I felt like a lot of horror fans felt about him the way that they felt about sid Haig or one of those other kind oh, of absolutely luminaries of of horror well it helps to if you're if you're cool and you know, that, you know, being cool and going, you know, being a person who goes to cons, like, and like, hey, this is really iconic person. Um, it was really nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we actually, I was talking on another podcast, uh, we were watching Universal stuff. So like, uh, Jungle Captive, for example, has uh, an actor, a character actor from the time called uh, Rondo Hatton, uh, who plays this brute man, and he's the brute and, and he has a very like, he had acromegaly, and so that changes his body type and his face right. and everything. And you know, he took roles. Whether I don't, I haven't read a lot about whether they were exploitative. You know, like, hey, you're a weirdo coming to this. You know, I hope it wasn't like that. But he, no, I don't. he, uh, he took these know. roles in like you know, kind of gangstery kind of stuff and and horror, um, and really played that up. And we we you know, I talk a lot about how you know, owning that and kind of being in there was, was fascinating uh, because he really does. And he really does bring this whole different uh, iconography to, to his roles, you know? Yeah. So, and again, that's kind of like where you, you know, finding your tribe where you, where you fit in can also be that, you know, for a horror, it, it provides, you know, um, again, I hate when it's kind of more exploitative, but also there can be a, Hey, I own this, you know. Right? Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a. I'm gonna take this and be like, do the best acting I can and really push it in these this area. Uh, being a character actor, uh, you know, can be really, you know, 
shed light on this. And yeah, you get pigeonholed into certain roles, but, but man, does he look like he's having fun every time? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he looks yeah, like he's having fun at conventions. So, like you said, it's like as as long as you embrace it, and and um, and I think like what you mentioned is being kind to the fan base is is kind of crucial. Like I met um, when I met Jeffrey Combs, that was that was a great moment because the guy was so nice and I was like, God, man, I'm, I'm talking to Jeffrey Combs. It's the, it's friggin', you know, Herbert West from the reanimator. This is amazing. Oh yeah. The cool that people was... are cool. Um, yeah, I was, I was at a, in a green room at this one con and, uh, you know, Peter Davison, the, the doctor who was yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, I always try to approach it. Like we're hanging out. Like I don't want to bug somebody if they're, uh, if they're busy or whatever, right? Like, right. But there's kind of a, at that point, it's kind of interesting because if you're there, you also are kind of maybe not peers exactly, but you're kind of there to, there's a different, you're at a different kind of level in some cases. I'm still, yeah. I'm still way, 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 way low on that level. I know, but, but it you know, breaks I was, down I was the talking whole to him fan about, thing. Yeah. But I was, I was like, hey, how's it, what's it like directing? this because he had directed the doctor who thing what's it like being on the director side uh as opposed to being an actor you know we we're just like talking um my favorite <laughs> that same green room though i met i met stan lee uh and i didn't want to bug him i'm like i'm trying to be cool but like it's stan right lee, right but it's so stan I, lee. <laughs> I, I go because at conventions i've been to a couple of conventions where i just passed him by and i could always i always knew it was him because he has the iconic stan lee yeah. voice yeah. Like I, I was at Comic-Con one year for Psycom and I passed by and he's doing his like morning strategy meeting and I could just hear like, okay, we're going to do this. And then you, yeah, I like, that... and you, I don't know. And he was like, there was really this tongue in cheek kind of thing. But I, I said, you know, Hey, I don't want to bother you. You know, I'm just here as a guest as well. And I appreciate like, thank you for all the inspiration for, for writing. Like I was a big comic book fan. I read tons of Marvel, um, you know, and you inspired, you were one of the inspirations for me wanting to write comics and quick as a whip. I mean, just like instantly goes, send me the check. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was, of course it was tongue in cheek, you know, kind of, but like that was his kind of sense of humor and just like being cool. But it was, you know, Stan freaking Lee, right? I know. Um, yeah. For better and whether you whether you agree about you know some of the stuff that's come out about Kirby and other creators, whatever, you know, <laughs> I, I understand it's it's complicated. It's very, extremely complicated. It the history is, of Marvel. Yeah, um, and like you say, like not to 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 forgive it, but all those dudes were problematic in some kind of way. Well, I mean, the way you know we have documentation for how Kirby was treated, etc. But but in yeah. general, like there is a a history. I was more into like, wow, you know, and, you know, he passed a few years later after that convention I was at, but, um, you know, it's one of those things, like, I just want to say, Hey, and I, you know, I, again, I try to be cool with those things. I'm like at the lowest level of the totem pole as far as comics go. <laughs> well, so I mean, you've, just you've, being invited you've accomplished is cool. a lot, dude. You've accomplished a lot. Well, I mean, I could, we could, I could talk to you all night, man, but we, we should probably wrap this up. Um, yeah, I know it's kind of that... rambly. I hope that's okay. No, of course, <laughs> man. That's, that's like, um, no, I loved it. I loved it. It's perfect, dude. Don't, don't even worry about that. It's, it, it, like I mentioned, we're, we're, we're still finding our way too. So, um, one of the things I like about doing this, uh, we call it the bits and chunks. <laughs> it's the, it's the more podcasty part of what we do. The other stuff might be a little bit more scripted or, 
you know, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit more planned out this with, with this, it, we just talk about whatever. I mean, uh, like on one of them, the, the, the second one that Jason and I did, we just, you know, like the, the only format was like, well, what have you watched lately? Well, I just watched Salem's lot. And then it went, we ping ponged off into vampire movies in general. So that's, what's fun about it. It's just, it goes where it goes. And that's, that's one of the things I like about it. Yeah. I'm a, uh... Yeah, I, actually, I'm curious what you have been watching. It's not since you're taking a break. What what are you? What have you watched horror movie that I need to check out? I'm curious about. Oh, that. um, here, let me. I, I actually I have that pulled up. Um, the, the you've probably have you seen Livid? No, I have not. Actually, oh, that's that's one that I highly recommend. It's the second. It's the the second movie. Uh, the the first one that they did was Inside, which was just uh beautiful movie but very visceral uh livid i would describe as a uh, a dark fairy tale you can watch that one on shutter that one i really really liked it was beautiful um you know a lot of 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 really interesting themes um and and taking it 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 takes what could be a very boilerplate kind of set up it's some some people going some young people going to a house to r- basically rob a hostess a, a hospice patient because they think there's treasure in the house and it mm. goes it goes from there but it goes into some really weird dark areas and and um it's you know like i really liked inside but this movie kind of shows that just what kind of creatives the directors are i really enjoyed that one some other films that i can recommend not as enthusiastically um you know like but i still enjoyed them uh beach house was one that was wasn't terrible as you know it's horror so we're we're judging it with (laughs) on a different sliding scale it's you know none of these are going to be uh probably objectively great movie movies but they're they're decent horror movies um beach house had had its moments it's one of those movies where i'm looking forward to seeing where they go from here and how they how the director uh kind of evolves um caveat wasn't wasn't terrible it had some it, it had some questionable twists and turns plot wise but it, it was way more good than bad i, I enjoyed that one um you won't be alone was a little bit tougher to recommend. It was probably the the most competent of these that I've mentioned, but it mm-hmm. it was it was interesting. Um, uh, how would you even describe that? When you just kind of have to watch it, it's it's basically it's a, a a witch teaches this younger witch how to 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 make herself look like other people, so she she bounces hmm. around into other people's lives. Um, interesting kind of like i i feel uh, you know kind of contrary in certain ways about it but that's kind of also what i liked about it and um it's hard to put this one under the uh the horror umbrella but i will just because it was such a good movie since we're talking about ones i'm sure you've seen the menu with ralph fine oh yeah 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 that, that was, one was that's that just surprised one me uh yeah I, I also have because i also watch a lot less of just rich people being terrible people right like yeah there's a whole genre of things where people are watching like just lots of rich people being terrible to each other and i i just (laughs) i can't like i the industries that i've worked in i've watched enough rich people be terrible people oh yeah watching them destroy watching them destroy things i have a very 
look, I, and it's weird <laughs> for me too, because I've reached a point in my career where I make more money than I used to. So at what point am I the rich not person, the same person, you <laughs> right, know, I'm not right. a millionaire by any stretch. Right. But like, well, you know, I worked hard you and are. I did. But How dare you have money? <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I make different decisions than I would have 20 years ago. Right. Right. I, right. When I, you know, I was still eating ramen and buying, you know, bulk beans and jalapenos and you right, know, right. like, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I am a person who at one point, you know, I know what government cheese tastes like. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. So I, but boy, <laughs> I do I not have, cheese. it's, it, well, it's mostly oil. Like when 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 Bel is the fancy version of cheese, you know you're in. You know you're broke. You know like, you're bust. Like, oh look, you sprung from Velveeta. Look at you, Mister oh, you Rockefeller. You're so good with your cheese yeah. that actually melts. Get that cigar that you're lighting with the dollar bill. You know that like Only so. I make different me. decisions, but yeah. but I you know that one was one where I was like, okay. I, it was, I expected one thing and got a different one. Yeah. And that was really good. Um, it, how cool is it? Right. And I, again, not to go too long, but that we have shutter, like, tell me about it. We would, yeah. how, how much <laughs> also maybe it's good that we didn't have that as at college. Cause how many, Oh, I wouldn't have got shit done. I wouldn't have got it. Like, no. Come on, man. Not, you had to not go that to I a killed video it store. anyway. I mean, like one of my biggest regrets <laughs> uh, of, of college, aside from, you know, just being an asshole at times, but that's just life in general. You think back to the person that you were and, you, you know, some of the things that you said well, or did may not have been dude, great. I hung out with you. I mean, you put in the work. You put in the work. I mean, we all did, right? Like, I, yeah, I can't, yeah. How many times were, I, were we at, was I at the computer lab where you were, like, I would come to your place and just, hang out like because there was nothing else like i was doing we'd all be just doing art in our dorm rooms like until way late and i i know you told me at some point you may have to tell the audience like i if you remember the abraham lincoln story oh i still remember the abraham lincoln story (laughs) (laughs) so you know sleep deprivation was a thing at the time but you know we all put in the work but we would have so not like how much cooler is it that there's a channel to voted to all of us all of oh. our tribe um and by the way have you watched oh, yeah. the uh in search of darkness documentaries no i it, oh I man know. they're like it's like four or five hours a piece but the last one was on 80s horror specifically or oh, video damn. the vhs it era. Again? one more time in search of darkness okay cool i need to write that um down. another one i'm gonna recommend is uh a person i know just released a movie called brooklyn 45 okay and it's cool. It's it's cool. It's on like I like that people again. I and I don't mean this to be name droppery. It's just like I go to these like I go to places and I'm like, hey, there's cool people you meet and you talk to them about movies and then you're like, oh man, I want to tell people about their movie because they were cool. Like you you've seen Terrified, right? Like not Terrifier, but Terrified, the one from it's from 2017. It's from Argentina. Oh, um, I got to see it at like a midnight movie, and it's. You know, even though it's like several years old now, like it's one of those ones where I wanted to come home and this doesn't happen very often. I wanted to come home and turn on all the lights and all three of them are great. Like, you, but that's a lot of that's like 12 to 15 hours, I think it is, if I remember correctly. And then Brooklyn 45 and then Terrified, which, you know, and again, they did a Q&A 
at the time. And I was like, dude, that was so scary. And he actually, the guy said he's had people go type, come up to him in a good way and go F you for scaring me. So much. like, <laughs> you scared me too much, man. I, I can't believe he's like, I loved it, but, but now I'm messed up. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to checking those out. Yeah. But I, you know, it's so cool that we have this channel that we can check all this stuff. It, it is an embarrassment of riches. Like, I, I don't even know if you're going to college now, like how you're not just how you get anything done. I mean, yeah, I, the, I still have to get all of my album stuff done. I still am amazed I get anything done. Like, you know, there's <laughs> games I haven't started because I know I need to get this next Desert to Mars album, you know, wrapped up like it's in the mixing stage right now. And I need to do the you know artwork or send out the artwork to get it done and all the, all the stuff, all the biz stuff I have to do to get the yeah. album done. And and I'm like, I can't start this one game or this these two games because that's all I'll do. <laughs> oh, it's it's and it's it's become like that with me. Like we um, you know, like I do all of the artwork for our thumbnails and that kind of stuff. And you know, like we did it, we front loaded it with as much content as we could and got as many, you know, like episodes as we could under our belt before we started to release them so we wouldn't feel that crunch. And mm-hmm. dude, it's like it, it's kind of like um, being unemployed and seeing how quick your money goes. It's just, it just burned through it. And I'm like, shit. And here we are where I'm, I'm scrambling to get stuff done. Like I got to get the, uh, uh, you know, the artwork done for the, the next one that we're doing was for a movie called last shift, um, which uh, spoiler, I didn't care for. <laughs> What can you do? So I find myself but doing, I, you know, like uh, fan art for movies that I often don't like. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I should, I probably should be playing a lot more bass because we're, you know, we we lost our guitarist along the way. He had to drop out for his own, you know, there was no drama. It was personal no. stuff. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I was mainly concerned about his health and well-being and all that, but it does mean I have to find somebody to, to, you know, play the album whenever it comes out, um, you know, so there's all that stuff. And I, I, you know, I should probably be playing a lot more bass and doing a lot more art. And I still try to find that balance. So, oh, that, I, uh, that I feel you, man. To. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, I've, like, I've just bought um, Diablo four and, and street fighter six and, and, you know, like, and they just, I, I, they, they barely get played. They're, they're great games, but, you know, like when it comes to, to just enjoyment video games, I'm like, uh, you know, I play some some Overwatch because my my girl likes watching me play that. And that's kind of about it. <laughs> it's the rest of it is if I'm playing a video game, it's probably for the podcast for the most part. Yeah, we like I said, I, I'm playing Final Fantasy, you know, pixel remaster because I'm, I can pick it up and put it back down really easily. Yeah, uh, you, you can, can do quick like terms. all the quality of life stuff that you didn't have when we were like you, you know, the game doesn't battery you, backup hold like, you hostage anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, I, there were times in the NES days where we'd leave it on, and then also my my stepdad would like look and see if it was you know, oh, you play a video game, so we would put tape over the red light. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna snitch on me red light of the snes well, all right right uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up man again this sure. was a fantastic conversation I, I really appreciate it i really enjoyed it too and um you know hopefully we can uh, do this again sometime whether it's on the podcast or just 
just shooting the shit in general. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we, we get out of here? Nah, man. I mean, I think I plugged stuff for other people just because that's what I, I prefer to do that. But you know, if you, if you like kind of the vibe that I get, I, hopefully your, your audience will also dig my vibe and not be like, who the hell never have that person on. I'm always scared of that. (laughs) But uh, if if you like it, it, if anything, uh, I'm hoping to get uh, to, 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 to get some, uh, like runoff from your audience. We just, and I I love the people that have, uh, you know, kind of logged in and checked it out but it's it's very few as when it comes to the audience it's it's minimal at this point but we'll get there well, you know you know it, it's always because you, know, you have an i mean regardless you have several episodes you have an established voice and so it's always a chance yeah. when somebody else you know you don't want it to be like the episode of a sitcom where it's like oh that guy why is he there <laughs> you know, nah, that's not a at all, special man. guest Ugh. but uh if, you know Cass- they don't the like Castle tony then they don't like me god damn it so. oh man that's high i Wow, thanks. Uh, but if you like, you know, if you like this, and you may hear some of the same stories if you listen to enough episodes, but ca- our Castle of Horror podcast, you know, we're on a break right now, but, you know, there's 400 some odd episodes, and Jason does a bunch of uh, interviews as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he runs Castle Bridge Media. Uh, and, man, I mean, he's he's actually doing a comic book that's through Car- John Carpenter's uh, company. Oh, nice. Uh, or his wife, actually, John Carpenter's wife's court is that, what, Storm King, I think it is? Um, oh, nice, called Usher, nice. Usher Down, and he actually, like, the trailer had Carpenter music on it, and I was like, Jason, I'm kind of envious, like, yeah, of all the, yeah. car- as much Carpenter movies as we've watched, like, your trailer, I mean, we've been friends, he, you know, co-wrote all the comics together, and, you know, yeah. that, but, like, I was like, your Usher Down comic, like, how, how many times have we listened to carpenter music on whatever i mean soundtracks alone of like you know escape from new york but like the thing and like everything big from little china you know like like yeah like i couldn't i was like watching the trailer going whoa but uh but other than that like uh you know castle of horror um you know my and again you know my friend uh drew who's on it does uh halloween man the comic which i think would resonate with a lot of the people and you being a comic book He's a writer, but you being a comic book artist, yeah. And man, you know, if you ever want to do art, I'm sure he's always looking as well. Not to plug, not to try to get you to, you know, have to do art, but oh no, uh, man! If you if you check out Halloween Man, you know, like he's always looking to work with cool people. Uh, I think it's really cool. And then, uh, you know, Deserts of Mars being my main band, uh, Rain and I have kind of put Rise from Fire on hiatus. She's actually writing novels. Oh, nice. So that's what that's what she's doing. She had her first one come out called Animal Charmer, and she's all in. She's kind of out of music because it's it's hard. That it's business tough. is hard. It and is. And so, uh, not that writing is any less hard. She's looking for agent now, but like, you know, she had her first. That's what mainly what she's doing is writing novels. Uh, but um, so but our my main band is still uh, Deserts of Mars. Um, I have a you know we're working on the LP. Uh, we're on Bandcamp and Spotify and all the places that you need to be. Uh, but uh, Jeff Henson from the band Duel, uh, he did our last EP. He actually did Rain and I's Rise from Fire album. Um, but he's mixing, engineering. He played guitar uh, on it uh, as well. Cool. But the new the new uh, Deserts of Mars album, I think I'm going to try to shop it around a little bit to see if there's any interest. But Hopefully in the next few months, there'll be a new Deserts of Mars album out. Um, 
you know, 10 songs, full LP this time. Um, that's what I mainly, that's been my big thing. I don't do as much comic book writing. Uh, again, I kind of, the whole thing with Clockworks kind of got, I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really to go through that, even though I know that's not yeah. the norm. Uh, that's another business. Oh my God. But, yeah. It's a whole deal. Um, yeah. I, you know, I kind of still want to write some stuff. I still have some ideas, but my main focus as far as creativity is, uh, definitely deserts of Mars. So Excellent. if, if that's the kind of stuff, and again, it's, you know, the whole idea is like, it's mostly stone rock, but there's sci-fi stuff in there. And there's a little tiny bit of like sci-fi horror ideas in the next album. Um, kind of first time some people are hearing it. it's kind of, there's parts of it that are kind of end up being this kind of loose concept album uh stuff in it as well so cool uh, well yeah, yeah hopefully people will look forward to that oh i can't wait uh to to hear it it's in, in its entirety what you played me sounds epic I'm, I'm really looking forward to it yeah there's i i heard the i got one track back out of 10 and it set the tone and then i have all the unmixed tracks they're just mostly raw but there's some you know there's still some effects and stuff like that and i was like well not to not to belabor it too much, but if the unmixed stuff sounds like how I hear it now, I am, you know, it's hard, man, because you know you record it, and you trust you trust a producer, you trust a good engineer. Yeah, um, did that sound good? <laughs> and you know you're and but we built up a rapport over the past like couple of albums I worked with Jeff on, so you know I know I I know it, and I've heard you know everything that Duel's done over the past few years has all been at his studio. Uh, and he did that. It, actually, that Mean Mistreater uh, song I sent you was his, you know. So he's done a lot of work. I mean, dude, you had, you know, did some work on, you know, worked with other people on, you know, like a Clutch album and stuff like that. Like he's, you know, he's paid his dues. So uh, yeah, being well, out it's there, a good like hands, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, so you throw your stuff out there and you're like, oh, I can't wait for it to get back. But uh you know, that's that's been my big not to you know i probably went on too long about the new deserts of mars but that's my no main, man that's, your that's because it's my main creativity man <laughs> like that's my well and, and and you it's 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 been a tough road and um i'm sure you're excited to see it kind of nearing the finish line i'm definitely excited yeah. to hear it you know what a big uh uh like doom stoner rock guy i am so and, and like i said what what you played me sounds really good i'm really looking forward to it and um i'm looking forward to future conversations about life and horror movies and genre weirdness and all that other fun stuff that we we talk about it was uh is a lot of fun catching up with you and i, I appreciate yeah, you doing this man cool well thanks thanks a ton for having me on and anytime you know let me know we'll work out schedules and everything like that Absolutely. and i hope that the people who are listening also enjoy like the conversation so uh thanks thanks again for having me on man 